You are listening to the Noisy Narratives Podcast, a podcast produced by the Women of First Ministries at Frisco First Baptist Church in Frisco, Texas. Here at Noisy Narratives, we like to cut through the noise of our stories and get to the heart of what really matters. We hope you are blessed by what we share. Thank you so much for listening. Isn't it amazing? Welcome to Noisy Narratives. This is Debbie Vallejo, and I'm here along with Christy and our special guest, Amber, today. And Christy is just going to introduce her real quick. Oh, well, maybe not. Yes, I am. (laughs) I'm very excited about introducing Amber. Amber. (laughs) We have Amber Brown with us today. Um, She's going to share her story with us on how she came to become a believer. Her story is awesome because um, she found Jesus later, Jesus found her however you want to word that a little bit later in life um you've got tell us about your kids how about that you live in prosper yep yep i've got our oldest um emma is 15 she'll be a sophomore and then owen is 12 he'll be in seventh grade and l is eight she'll be in fourth grade think about it huh? yeah <laughs> i'm like she's about to be nine so yeah okay she's the years down. start blurring together i know oh my it goodness goes by too fast mm-hmm. it does. and then you guys have been married how long we just had our 16th anniversary. Oh, Celebrated so in the airport. Very oh. romantic. <laughs> Where were we all off to? It was on the way home this week. On weekend. the way home. Yeah. Okay, just recently. Oh, okay, yeah. very nice. <laughs> very nice. A little macaroni grill. Oh, yeah. Do they still have that here? Apparently. Is there one? I think well, the one that was Frisco in Chicago. Oh, that was yeah. in there. Oh, yeah. Romano's yeah, some girl. of them did close. They did close. Mm-hmm. I'm sad. I like macaroni grill. Um, okay, so let's dive into your story a little bit. Um, tell us, uh, where'd you grow up? Uh, well, I was born here originally, mm-hmm. but my dad was in the Here Air in Force. Frisco? No. Well, sorry, Dallas. Okay, in Dallas area. So she's okay. born in a hospital in Irving, but yeah, my g- parents grew up in Richardson. Okay. But, but then we moved. We left here when I was three. Moved around every two and a half to three years for the military, and then ended up in Jacksonville, Florida, for seventeen years. Oh, and that's nice. where I met Justin. Okay, were you all in yeah. college? No, it was after college. He left. Well, finished college, left Illinois, and went to Florida for golf. Oh, and we met working at a golf course. Did he want to be pro? Yes. Wow. How I long didn't that know that about him? Uh, not very long. Well, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, yeah. That's a hard got life. Got married and got pregnant. We're like, okay. You got to make some real money. Life. Yeah. Yeah. Real life. <laughs> yeah. Real life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So then how did you, so you guys are not believers at the time. No. Um, did you grow up, did your, were your parents believers at all? My mom, yes. Uh, my dad grew up Catholic kind of family, but he, I wouldn't say he grew up a believer. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom um, I mean, her mom definitely raised her that way. And mm-hmm. so my mom would be the one that would take us to church sometimes, but that wasn't, it wasn't incorporated right. in our daily life as yeah. a family. So then did you, yeah. you're not, you weren't, um, you knew where the church was, right? Like yeah. you went to yeah. church with friends or did friends yes. take you? Yeah. went to church with friends. I did, you know, VBS. I remember things like that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, 
I, yeah, we, I, we love vacation Bible school around here. So, <laughs> yes. yeah. I just love them some we vacation love Bible school. Yeah. I do love yeah. a vacation Bible. It is cool yes. to see all those kids like jumping for joy for Jesus. Oh, my oh, goodness. I'm like, some of you adults it. need to get on board with this. Jump for joy, yeah. too. Yes. yes. No, I loved it. I remember all the songs, you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So then how did you, so you and Justin ended up in Frisco. Yes. When, what, when did you move here? Uh, it's been eight years ago now. We came here for his job. And he knew it was, you know, having been from here, we still have some family here. If we had to go anywhere that I would come back here. We lived up in Chicago after we got married for about six months and one winter was all was I, plenty. All I could handle. So. Yeah. yeah, Chicago winters usually a lot different than yeah. our winters. Yeah, it was cold. But yeah, yes. so we came back for his job about eight years ago. And then you were, so how did you um, get involved then? Tell us the process of your the relationships journey. you had. That's right. Of how you got involved and ended up at yeah. Frisco first. Yeah. So that first year we lived here, um, a friend that I met in the neighborhood, my first friend, um, still my best friend, she invited me to go to Mops. And, and she's she didn't go to church here either, but she just wanted a way to meet people. And so I was like, okay, yeah, I'll oh, go. So you went to – Mops' mother's a preschool, yes. for those listening who don't know yes. that. But so she was wanting to go. It was like, I want somebody to go with me. Yeah, so let's go yeah, together. Oh, how much. fun. And, you know, Frisco first happened to be the host of Mops. So mm-hmm. We've got a thriving Mops ministry, Yeah, to which me awesome. it was nothing about the church. Yeah. I just knew it was being hosted at a church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's what – brought me here initially um and you have a group at mops and that's who you're with for the whole year so you know i'd say half of the ladies at my table actually attended church here and you had some amazing ladies at your table amazing yes and and how did they influence you how do they love on you in ways that you didn't know that you needed loving especially as a mom man that's so hard yeah i know they were so loving um I'd say the biggest thing is they were just open to all of my my questions and my, you know, doubts about just any of it, just church in general or my faith. Um, and I feel like I always asked questions. So tell <laughs> us, some, give us some examples of those questions you asked. Yeah. That would be good. Well, some- I, for me, it was just doubting the existence and the resurrection or, or, um, the existence of God specifically or yes, Jesus. Okay. Yes. So the existence of God. Yeah. And, and what that all looked like for me to actually believe it. Like, how am I going to believe this? Cause for me, I don't, you know, well, is it one way is the right way? Is it, you know, I just kind of felt confused about how it all worked and how I was, Okay. Oh, that's Jesus. I believe in Jesus. Right. How was it told to you <clears throat> at that point? How? What was your understanding of Jesus or the church or God? Um. I mean, at that point, I knew. You know, the very that we all knew, know, or at least know of, even if you don't believe it, was that Jesus died on the cross and mm-hmm. was resurrected. Um. So for me, it was to go back and start learning more about what led up to his resurrection and what that meant. Um, so we started doing some Bible studies on our own. Um, 
seamless. I know you guys have done that one. And so that was actually the first Bible study I ever did. And I loved that. It very simply laid out for me just, you know. Walking through it. So seamless is a study that starts in Genesis and it goes all the way through Revelation. Yes. In like six weeks. And it links. (laughs) The best thing is it links the narratives together Uh in the Bible. It's by Angie Smith. If you're listening, you want to pick it up. It is really good for first study to kind of link those. So that was perfect then. It was. It yeah. really was. It, I couldn't have imagined a better study to do first. So is anybody I'm talk- very visual. So that it was just right there. I was like, yeah. okay, that's kind of an easy, mm-hmm. you know, laid out version of mm-hmm. the Bible. So before, um, cause we want to talk about just the women in that study who influenced yeah. you. But when you were doing that study, is there anything that stood out as like an aha moment for you? I don't know if I can pinpoint one moment. I think just all of it together, just seeing it made it feel real to me. Um, More real than you'd ever thought yeah, of it before. Yeah. That's and good. just understanding it more. Yeah. I was going to ask you a question, but now I just lost my question. I'll be honest with you. Because <laughs> I was thinking about that. <laughs> we just did Seamless this past uh, semester with a group of moms, and it was yeah. cool. Because they all had different aha moments during that study. And some of them are brand new believers and some have been believers since they were 12 and they're in their 80s. Yeah. And so even the 80-year-old ladies were just like, oh, you had to notice. And I just was like, oh. So I got stuck yeah. on that Well, and I'd say, you right know, there. most of it was new to me. So. <laughs> right. And that's what these yeah. ladies were like. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know this happened. Or well, I never it's read about this. to me how even after growing up in the church, a study, because I remember even the first time we went through it, Several of the ladies were like, this feels, the first chapter, this feels kind of basic. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But then by the second, then the third week, they're like, oh, having all those. And they've grown up in the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always room yes. for those kind of, and I think attaching Old Testament, New Testament, like it addressed all those doubts you were having probably, right? A lot of them, because oh, yeah. you're like, how does all this fit together? Yeah, These different exactly. stories, how does this work and how does it lead to Jesus? You wouldn't know. Yeah. I mean, so I think that's, now, did you have a lot of, con- as you were going through the study, did you, was it one of those things where you had a lot of questions as you went and you guys would go off and talk? And, oh, yeah. 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 I'd say half the time was just would lead into other discussions. Yeah, yeah, that's how you know you questions. have a good study. That's exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> it was right. Perfect. It yeah, and there was, you know, it was just a small group, so it was perfect for us. And it was good for me because I, with that group size, I felt like I could ask questions mm-hmm. and not, not that anybody's judging, but you know what I mean. It just, yeah. Oh, yeah. It that's, wasn't awkward mm-hmm. But that's important, not yeah. to feel judged. Mm-hmm. That's super important. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then who was somebody then in that group? You, you have a couple ladies, I think, who were super influential for yes, you. Yes. So, so Kim Nelson, um, she's kind of one, and she's we're still in life group together. Um, she's fabulous. Amazing. <laughs> we have great conversations about boys. Yes. <laughs> Because I have one that's just a little bit older than hers, and she'll yeah. call, well, is this normal? Is this right? Is this? Am I crazy? And I'm like, oh, if you are, then I am. So, yes, let's go down that path together, Kim. Yeah. I love her. I love her openness. Very open. Mm-hmm. Just extremely loving. And I never, mm-hmm. I never felt pushed or judged by her. And she would just talk to me and answer questions and love me. And um, she wrote you know, the sweetest letter to me that I have. No, you guys can't see it. But Debbie and Christy can. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it it's a long letter of just what it means, you know, 
to believe in Christ and believe that Jesus is your Savior and basically what I need to do to make that happen. Um, she wrote out some verses. She drew a picture. I wish um, y'all could see this picture. It's awesome. I know. It's a cross, and it has us and God. Um, you know, basically, we worry, we're jealous, we're pride, and you believe in God, and he takes those things away. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, very sweet. Um, like, she gave me the prayer of salvation. Um, she actually wrote out a prayer. Um, yeah. So how did you feel when you got that letter? Oh, I loved it. I cried. <laughs> but yeah, and I put it in my Bible. Um, yeah. Because this is before you sweet. made a decision. This was before. To yep. give your life to the Lord. Yep. This is before. So yep. what made you receive no idea that it well? Coming. Exactly. So what? How did? why did you receive that well, do you think? I just know she wanted the best for me, and she loved me. So... So did that yeah. kind of push you towards making a decision or did it just kind of sit? Did I, you have to sit with it a little bit longer? It said a little. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't something I took at home and said the prayer. Um, I didn't even know, you know, right then that, right. yeah, that's what I wanted or what, what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it so, didn't go in the trash. It's still here. Okay. <laughs> now, so you're it's going to mops and Justin is... Um, still living his life. And so you're coming home and you're doing this Bible study. Are you going home and sharing with him any of this stuff? Yeah, a little. Yeah, not not a whole lot. I mean, obviously he's still, he had never gone to church. Didn't mm-hmm. really know. But um, during MOPS, we did start attending church um, at some point. And he was very open to going. He had had you know, a couple experiences in the past when we lived in Florida and he just didn't love the pastor, didn't, you know, "Eh, it's too Mm -hmm. pushy, that type Mm -hmm. of thing. So he wasn't into it. Um, For some reason here, he agreed to go and then kept going. He, he loved Chuck, um, Pastor Chuck. So Mm -hmm. he was good with going. That's good. Um, But yeah, I, you know, I, I think it was a little awkward for me at times kind of being in this new direction and journey that I was going and him not being there and feeling like he wouldn't understand or would think it would be weird. So I didn't talk a whole lot about it for a little bit. I feel like mm-hmm. he knew, you know, Yeah, it's not like he didn't know what I was doing. It wasn't a secret. <laughs> well, but that's a normal behavior <laughs> too when you're learning something and it's, it's kind of foreign territory. You're not yeah. sure where he's going to go with this. Yeah. You're discovering it. And you're still processing yourself. You yeah, know? I exactly. mean, you're still trying to figure things out. Exactly. So, uh-huh. I mean, I think so that's, that's yeah. really normal. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so we had been attending. And, again, he loved uh, Pastor Chuck and the way he just taught and explained things. And so then he, um, Justin, lost his job. Um and that's been four years ago now. So, I mean, that was two-ish years after we had started attending here. Um, and he, you know, you know, that opened up time for him to kind of just start thinking and processing things. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I was the one that actually went up to Pastor Chuck one day after church and initiated. I was kind of like, yeah, you and Justin should get together. And, and they got uh, – a lunch date on the calendar. Oh, that's good. So, yes, they actually started, you know, 
meeting a little more mm-hmm. regularly and having talks. Um, I think Justin got to ask questions and the same questions you probably had to your group of ladies he got to speak yeah. to Chuck with so that yeah. was a yeah. good place to start yeah so then he was definitely seeking and then we were we were seeking together then yeah. we started you know mm-hmm. watching the the whole bible series and finding mm-hmm. any documentary that we could on on anything mm-hmm. um, so that was that was exciting so then when was your moment? I don't want to say conversion story, but but that's kind of what it is. When was the moment that you you prayed the prayer, that you gave your life to Jesus? Yeah. What did um, it look like? Well, kind of leading up to that moment, um, you know, and I I kind of go back to my anxiety and having a bunch of anxiety and never feeling at peace. Um, I had had some doctor's appointments that really, really stressed me out. Um, I think I had a doctor that you kind of go in and they're like, well, we're going to test you for everything. And I'm like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> so I freaked out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always been anxious, even as a child. Um, I've always been scared of death. I remember laying there as a child, like mm-hmm. thinking and being worried about dying. I know that that's even strange for a little kid. I don't feel like a lot of little kids just sit there thinking about dying at night. But you know little kid's going to – I don't think – I think little kids think about it, right? Yeah. But I don't yeah. think that they verbalize it till they get older and go, oh, right. yeah, that was my fear. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know that I did. But, yeah, so I've always been very anxious. And then when these appointments happened, um, I mean, it, it was the point that made me sick. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did um, you lose somebody when you were little? Like dying – no, like somebody that you I mean, loved or that you saw something? No, I lost, you know, a grandpa when I was interesting in elementary school, but it wasn't, I don't even remember that affecting me tons, mm-hmm. you know, just at that age. Yeah. So, no, I don't okay. know. Maybe I yeah, saw just a movie where or that something was. that yeah. I shouldn't have watched. Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I've just always had that. So when this, these appointments and all that started happening. Um, I mean, it just, it pushed me over the edge. And so it kind of, again, had been going a couple years into my journey of all of this. And um, so, yeah, that day I, I had an appointment that day. I think I was getting an MRI done. And that morning um, I felt super anxious, like the full-on panic attack. Mm-hmm. And, um, I pulled out the Bible. I pulled out what Kim wrote me. Mm-hmm. Um, I got on my knees and did the prayer that morning. And it, I know it maybe sounds like, oh, you know, oh, she had peace all of a sudden, but I actually did. Yes. That's what it does. <laughs> I, that's what God I was does. like overwhelmed afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and just calmed, it calmed me down. And, and I mm-hmm. knew that Jesus was there for me and, that he was in my heart and that my life was going to be different. Mm. And did you fear death after that? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still do. Right. Honestly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but not like I did. Mm-hmm. I feel very different about it. Um, can you can you say more about that? What does that mean? What does that mean to feel different about it? I just know that I have hope after this life that I'm I'm going to be with Jesus, that it's, you know, there's more to it than this life mm-hmm. and that this life really isn't 
our ultimate place. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I don't want to leave my family and my kids, but I'm excited for us. Mm -hmm. So, And that can look different day to day. Oh, yeah. Right? So someday that piece feels very intrinsic and part Mm -hmm. of who you are. And there's other days probably that piece feels a little harder to grab hold of. Absolutely. Yep. So what do you do on the, what do you do on the hard days then where that piece is harder to find? What encouragement can you give to other ladies that are listening to this going, oh yeah, I feel that way. Oh gosh. I mean, for me, it's prayer and worship. Prayer is huge for me. And I know that's been, I know the times that I'm not praying as much, I can tell a difference. I feel very distant and I don't have that peace and my mind isn't in the right direction or focus. Um, and worship music is huge for me. You just put it on in the house oh and just gosh, yes. dance around while you clean. Love it. Yeah. And sometimes it's a happy worship and yes. sometimes I just cry. cry <laughs> sometimes I play those songs on purpose, you know, the yes. emotional ones and I love it. That's interesting. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good advice. So then you go to your doctor's appointment and you feel better. You have a piece. And then um, does that, do you call Kim? Do you, do you tell people? Yeah. Yeah. You sing from the mountaintops? (laughs) Yes. So so you're walking, I mean, you're walking through hard stuff. So you're telling your friends, right? Yes. Then? Yes. Some of them, some of them not. Like, I feel like I told the people that would understand, and the other ones I still almost felt kind of awkward saying something, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, I even oh. felt awkward telling my parents, yeah. because my dad, my dad's not there. Like, how do you tell um, your parents? So, guys, I kind of made this decision. Exactly. It's <laughs> and they're kind like, of okay. weird. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, because yeah, they're not we were in on the, the phone, and I just oh, the told phone. them. Yeah, because they didn't live here at the time, That's and right. it was a phone call. But it it is kind of a weird thing. How was it accepted, or was it was it accepted? It was, yeah. No, my I mean, my mom cried, and it no. made my dad emotional. Because um, as you're talking about your salvation, then your mom is a believer. Yes. So had she felt like you had made a decision before? Had you guys talked about these things? Like, was she surprised? No, she wasn't surprised. She wasn't. No. And I, and again, I'd say she was a believer, but she didn't raise us that way necessarily. Okay. If that makes sense. So sure. I don't think it was a surprise to her that, and, and I think it was hard for her with my dad not, being in the church with us. So it, it was just kind of an intermittent thing. Yeah. Well, and back in the days too, women wouldn't go to church without their husbands. I'm sure I yeah. mean, some women would, but some probably others would be like, no, I don't want people to know Yeah. that we're not like-minded or the mm-hmm. same. Right. And cause you're going to get, you know, shame thrown on you or something. Yeah. Wow. So you call Kim, you call your friends, you tell your mom, some of your mom's ladies. Oh yeah. And it was, yeah. I'm sure was the reception. I'm sure I would like to hope. Exciting yes. and fun yes. and joyful. Very. Okay. Yeah. Good. And so then you don't tell Justin until. Yeah, not right the blank. away. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't even remember mm. when, at what point I told him. I know that's terrible, but <laughs> I know no, it. Are you it, like cooking in your back? It's to him and you're like, hey, honey, I did something today. I 
decided to trust yeah, Jesus. I mean, and I, here's your plate of food. I remember it being fairly quick, but it wasn't the day of. Yeah. How did that impact y'all's marriage? I mean, I don't know that it had a huge impact initially. I, I remember some little things. We definitely were having more conversations, um, and he was very supportive of it. But he also, you know, I remember going to see A Case for Christ in the movie theater. Mm. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the wife in the movie is kind of in her journey, and, mm-hmm. and the husband's not there. He's the one, obviously, the journalist that's seeking it out. And um, Justin said at one point, like, is that me to you? <laughs> because oh, that's sweet. the husband wasn't where she was mm-hmm. and, you know, he was seeking. And so I know he definitely thought about it just in some of those comments. Yeah, we just still did things together and mm-hmm. had more conversations, I felt and like. And you're still coming to church. He's still coming to church with you every Sunday. Oh, yeah. And you're doing Yeah, he never stopped. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. So then um, – his journey then, which is his story to tell too, right? His testimony. Yeah. But at some point he does make a decision. Yeah, right? he did. And again, after he lost his job, he had been meeting with Pastor Chuck and it wasn't too long after that, that he accepted Christ. Um, and he said, you know, he was in his truck one day and it just, he had been thinking about it and he knew um, and made that decision. Hmm. So then how did that change your marriage now? He comes and he's like, guess what? I know. I, I mean, was- I'm still shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a great thing. I just, I, it was amazing. I, I just guess I never thought that that would happen. Mm. Um, you know, obviously prayed about it and, but yeah, I still. Did you equate it to God answering your prayers? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, and we look back, and, you know, him losing his job was awful. Mm-hmm. Um, I still feel like we're still recovering from that. But he, without that, Justin would have had that opportunity. So I feel like even Justin saw the good in that, the good and how God opened up this opportunity and to change both of our lives. I wish, and I love that perspective because there's so many ladies and myself at times too, bad, something bad happens, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's life changing. You play the what ifs of everything that goes on in your life. Oh yeah. And then God's like, chill out. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Even if you're not believers, God's going to work in your life. Yeah. Right. And then hopefully he, you come to him and you see that whether you're a believer and you go, you grow stronger in your relationship with him. Or you're not a believer and you see God in it. Right. And you come to him on your knees in a truck, wherever it is. Yeah. But he uses those to bring us to him. Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't know if we'd ever trust Jesus if life was easy all the time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's hard. What does your life look like now? Um, Like Debbie asked earlier, how can you encourage women now um, on this side? Who may be doubting or asking questions or seeking answers. Number one, it's okay to ask questions, right? Like you, oh, yeah, that's yeah. absolutely the first. Like, that's a good point. point. Yeah, that's like ask point. lots of questions, yeah, and you're not a bad person, and it's not. No, and I think just depending on your personality, obviously it looks different for everybody. I, Justin and I both, just kind of wanted that more of the evidence, mm-hmm. the proof, the history behind it. Um, yeah, we, we wanted to know all the stories and like, okay, that is really 
that's legit. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, right. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it helped us to actually come to that decision. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I don't know. Don't stop asking. Don't stop reading. Mm-hmm. Um, again, watching documentaries, um, meeting with people in the church. I think that was huge for both of us was just finding um, other Christians that supported our journey, would answer our questions. How do you, how about now the kids? So the kids, you, you have three kids. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you help them? How have you been able to, um, one of them just got baptized recently, right? Our youngest. Yeah. Youngest. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. how do you raise your, are you raising your kids differently than you were raised? Oh yeah. In what ways? Definitely. And is it, is it more intentional? Very much so. Um, yeah, and even that's been kind of a, a growing an adjustment for Justin and I is how to incorporate this into our family and with the kids. Um, obviously, first making church a priority mm. um, and kind of going through those arguments on Sunday. You know, mm. I don't want to go to church. Why do we have to go to church? Um, and I've, I've kind of gone back to, I remember Emma asking us, you know, why do we have to go to church every Sunday? And I know in the past, before Justin and I wouldn't have been able to answer that. And we were finally able to actually just give her a really good answer that, you know, church is your community. Church is where you serve. Church is where you grow in your relationship. Um, so to be able to tell them those things um, and have, you know, at least try to answer their questions about mm-hmm. the why and mm-hmm what it means to us. Did you stop um, asking the question after you gave oh, her yeah. a really good answer? She did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's still a challenge and I feel like each of the kids is in their own journey. Uh-huh. Um, Elle, obviously she's the youngest, so she's the only one that's grown up her whole life in the church. So she's completely different from the other two kids. Mm-hmm. Like day one, she's drawing pictures that Jesus is in her heart. Um, Sweet. You know, so the other two have taken a little longer to warm up. Um, Emma's gotten really involved, and she was the first. She got baptized a few years ago. Um, Owen has not accepted Christ into his heart yet, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, but we, I know he'll get there in his mm-hmm. time, and I know if I can even relate it back to myself, you know, that it's just patience and understanding and, and giving them grace that, they need to come to that decision. And I don't encourage anyone to, you know, push them to that decision too early that they don't understand it. So I think just communication, um, you know, families talking about it, families praying together. Uh, we pay, pray together as a family every morning, which has been a huge change for us. I think just doing things like that with the kids um, you know, our biggest goal is just to continue to strengthen our relationship with Jesus and to help the kids do that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to look a lot of different ways and it'll be easy some days and hard others. Um, but we'll just encourage them to keep going to church. We keep praying together. Thank you so much for coming You're to talk welcome. to us. We appreciate hearing your story. It's so sweet. And we just appreciate me. the hearing just the friendships you developed. And I mean, for me, the nuggets in your story are 
just having the friends that were dug in with you, yeah, listened to all your questions, were patient, God's timing, not theirs. Yeah. Um, Cause when you care for someone, it's hard. You it's, you can be impatient, right? Oh, when absolutely. You, <laughs> when you care for mm-hmm. someone, you want things to go in your timing. Yeah. And, um, but no, the Lord I, just is so much a part of your story. No. Yes. I'm very thankful. And I, I I'm trying to think what they said, how many people it is before it actually, don't they say it's like seven contacts before, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I Something think like that. It can take a lot. So it can. Seven would be a good biblical sure. number too. It took the numbers completion and all that. So yeah. That's a good yeah. one. That's a good one we'll to call out. We'll go with seven. I like seven. God <laughs> <laughs> yeah. created the world in seven days. Great. Oh, Let's do it that one. Yeah. That's fun. Mm. Well, and you're, um, it's fun to see you pull out that letter too. I love So that just letter. even people who have people in their lives just know there's so many different ways to communicate the yeah. love of the Lord and with to people. Yeah. So whether it's taking them out to lunch or just praying for them, meeting with them, helping them through whatever, writing them a letter. Yeah. yeah and I wonder, I do want to, we might have to have a side conversation with Kim on. Why when she you did that. Why you did that. Yeah. What prompted you? Were you sending, was she sending it like, oh gosh, Lord, what are you going to do? Right. Like I'm sending it. We don't know. Right. Yeah. Because that takes a lot of guts to send a letter like that. I know. To like a new mom or I don't, I think that's super brave and courageous of her to do it. And yeah. I would love to hear that. So we might have to have and a side And you don't get the opportunity to have the way you received it, I think just because the relationships you had built before right. with those ladies and with Kim. I mean, that says something, too. Like, before you pound somebody over the head with something, yeah. you need to have a, <laughs> yeah. a relationship in place. Yeah. <laughs> have oh, a sweet Kim, spirit about Kim it. Does Kim pound anything no, over any of no. So maybe that's no. even the nice part about you making that friendship with someone that's very like you. Yeah, I said yeah. Personality. I guess that's not. I'm more thinking of people that <laughs> yeah. tend to give, like, the old track philosophy yes. that I grew up with. Of, Here, now. You're going to hell if you don't say yes now. Well, and honestly, that was, like, my sister was oh, that's almost right. the more pushy, and it pushed me away. Oh, now, interesting. Now, I wouldn't say, I mean, I don't think Kim was ever pushy, but Ashley would say things like, well, do you want Emma to go to hell? You know, and it, it was that kind of thing that I was like, uh, I'm out. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that you said that? I'm out. Like, I can't even process that. Don't yeah. bring that up. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, hard. There is definitely a an approach and I'm sure again it depends on the person and the personality but yeah patience well and I think we miss I think that was Jesus's approach yeah like he offered this to people and they decided to turn away or stay right I mean they even Paul writes about the friendships he lost along the way people that he was heartbroken over that he had poured into that made a different decision we can't I mean can't make it for him you know and so I think that I think your story just is a good example of God and the church and people working together well. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what about your sister when you called her? Oh, she her? she cried. Of oh. course. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond happy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The methods may have been harsher, but the yeah. prayer was still the same. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. yeah. That is sweet. Well, yeah. again, thank you so much for sharing your story. We. Super appreciate it, and it's not easy to sit down and talk in front of a microphone. So I enjoyed it. We're so glad you came (laughs) and did that for us. Hello, everyone. We decided to go ahead and attach Kim's interview right here after Amber shared her story because we wanted you to have the opportunity to listen to them together. 
Also, we want you to stick around because after we talk to Kim, um, Amber's going to share her note or her letter that Kim wrote to her. She went ahead and recorded that for us so that we could share that with you. So we hope that you enjoy this extended version of Noisy Narratives. Um, today we have a fun friend with us today. But I, we before do. we introduce her, I want to kind of, because this reminded me when I was walking yesterday, I was thinking about you, our guest, who we haven't told who's here, um, about you coming on and talking. And I was thinking about the saying, here I am, and how people in Bible say that. Here I am. Abraham mm-hmm. said it. Isaac said it. No, Jacob said it. I even took notes. So you're Moses. walking and you're thinking of this? Oh, I think about all this stuff. Because I was thinking about her story. I almost said her name. Um, but I was like, she is totally a here I am kind of person. Right? Like the Lord will say her name and she'll be like, here I am. Like, use me, Lord. Use Aww. me however. And it's funny when you see God call that out in the in the Bible, it's always an exclamation point. Like Abraham, exclamation point. Moses, exclamation point. Isaiah, Samuel, and yep. there's only one person in the Old Testament, Ananias, which I would, would have never want to been an Ananias. Shoes. So how do you know there's only one person in the Old Testament that says well, I might have, with an exclamation well, I'm, point? I might enjoy studying the Bible, so I found that point out. Wow. I know. Can, but it's awesome. Ananias who had to go talk to Paul. Who wants to go talk to Paul well, no after kidding. he's been killing people and he's stuck in house learning for three days or so blind for three days? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So then God says, hey, Ananias, and he's like, here I am. But here I am implying, like, I'm here to be used by you, for you. I don't care if I'm a mess today. I don't care if my schedule is overwhelmed. You're just like, here I am. And I think um, that's what Kim Nelson, who is here with us today, you're a here I am kind of person. And so we're excited to I have you. I agree with that assessment, Thanks. actually. Thanks yeah. 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 You're welcome. Yes. Thanks for being here. So Kim is here. She's married to Scott. They've got two boys. Um, one is a freshman, and the other one is in sixth, sixth grade. grade. I got yes. it right. Good. Good job. Um, how long have y'all been at the church? Oh, goodness. Um, so this coming summer, I know I had to stop and think for a second. So... This coming summer, we'll celebrate our 20th anniversary. So I we moved to Frisco two years after we were married. So I think we've been here at the church almost close to 18 years now. Wow. Yeah. We should have some kind of celebratory thing for people, members that have <laughs> been, here, been like here, like the 20-year mark. The 20-year mark, the 25-year yes. mark, the 30-year mark, like an anniversary. Yes, we should celebrate. I'm going to run that by the celebratory it. committee here at the church. that's a great idea. Do we have a celebratory? We're going to form one after We're this podcast. Make one. <laughs> we actually do have someone recent on staff that wants to celebrate things more. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take that thing. What a great idea! idea. I know we should celebrate each other Mm -hmm. and our commitment to a church. So if you are in a church right now that doesn't Mm -hmm. celebrate, take note of this. You may be the one to start it at your church, right? Go celebrate awesome, amazing things in your church body. Yes. Mm -hmm. So um, the reason, one of the reasons why we have Kim talking with us today is that you have already heard people that are listening Amber Brown's story. And Amber Brown talked about how she came to faith later in life and that Kim was the one that invited her um, to Mops and then wrote her the sweet letter um, that she briefly talked about. I think we might read it later. Um, anyway, that, that really engaged her and helped her walk through her salvation, coming to salvation. Mm-hmm. And so the idea behind that was to say, whoa, that's a daring step. Number one, for you to write that letter. And then number two, it's hard for people for some people to invite other people to things, right? Sure. Because you feel like you're going to be rejected. They're going to say no. They don't like me. All these internal things when really we have to have a chip in our brain to say they're actually rejecting God. They're not rejecting me. Right? So we don't have to carry that. But you've done a good job. So you're also involved in PTA at 
I'm going to say all the boys' schools that they've ever been in, correct? Yes. <laughs> not Wakeland yet, but... Okay. Um, and not even just involved. Yeah. I'm thinking more like oh, She loves. Yes, leading <laughs> like, and loving well. Yes. For sure. It's been mm-hmm. fun. I've yeah. enjoyed... I've enjoyed my time. It's mm-hmm. been great. I love that. So tell us, um, tell us a little bit about Amber, how you met her, how that, and yeah. walk through kind of how you got to the point of even writing that letter. Gotcha. So um, one morning, um, it had just been a rough morning at the Nelson household. <laughs> um, my youngest one was still at home. And so it was lunchtime. And Every rough morning that mothers have with their preschoolers, maybe think about heading to Chick-fil-A for lunch. (laughs) And so I loaded that sweet boy up in the car and went to Chick-fil-A. And that is where I met Amber that morning. So, Oh, my goodness. I haven't heard this part of it. I didn't know that part either. So you're you're going, okay, I'm going to get my son out of the house. Exactly. All of us moms that need to get out of the house, we go to Chick-fil-A. So I... And how do you... And you just strike up a conversation. Well, there was um, a mutual friend of ours. Um, Amber was at Chick-fil-A eating with Claire. Mm -hmm. And Claire and her husband were attending the church at the time. Mm -hmm. And she had actually... Um, told me about Amber, and she said, I have this friend I want you to meet, and she's searching out um, who God is, and I've talked to her a little bit about the Lord, but, you know, she she goes, I want you to meet her, and lo and behold, there was Claire and Amber in that Chick-fil-A that morning, and so Claire um, introduced me, Mm -hmm. and um, I sat with them at lunch and just got to visit, and I don't remember that we talked anything about Jesus sitting there at Chick-fil-A, but I just got to know her and could just tell right away that she was just a sweetheart. Because mm-hmm. she is. So it was a divine meeting at Chick-fil-A. Absolutely. Is that what you're saying? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So then after that, kind of walk through um, or tell us how, how what, yeah, what happened next. Yeah. Well, um, probably a couple of weeks after that, um, maybe we had texted back and forth some, um, but... Claire brought Amber over to my house for lunch one day. And um, so I knew she was coming and truly the Holy Spirit just put it on my heart to sit and just write her a letter about um, what it means to know the Lord, like as your personal Mm. Savior. Have you ever written a letter like this before? Never. No. Oh, wow. No, it was just on my heart to kind of explain my journey as a Christian. And Mm. so probably that morning before they got there, I sat at the kitchen table and just wrote my thoughts down about what it means to be a believer in Jesus and how it's kind of a lifelong journey of hardships and ups and downs, but learning to just trust the Lord a little bit every day. Mm. And, um, and he'll see you through things throughout your entire life. And so um, probably I threw in a couple of verses of, you know, um, that had to do with the Roman road, mm-hmm. but um, just more about how being a believer is trusting the Lord every day as best you can. So, Oh, I love that. I do That's too. Right. And so she still you, keeps that letter. She does. She has it in her <laughs> Bible. She has it in her Bible. So when you wrote that, did you have any fear or anxiety that went into writing that letter? Oh, yeah. I was I was so nervous. You know, I didn't want to be um, pushy or seem overbearing. But um, 
You said it well. You said you were led by the Holy Spirit. Right, right. And at some point, you just you just have to trust mm-hmm. um, that something has been put on your heart and you have to do it mm-hmm. and just not be fearful. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel like you identified that as the Holy Spirit's prompting? Anything um, that sometimes that just will pop into my mind um, or maybe I might have a little bit of a heaviness um, like within, mm. I just always um, try to think, is this something that the Lord would have me to do? And probably 95% of the time it is. Mm. And um, I have to be brave to follow through. Mm-hmm. So that was one of those mornings where I had to be brave and put down my thoughts and follow through. And thankfully, um all was good, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So yeah. I had one of those moments um, actually this morning. I was walking, and I came back, and the Lord was like, "Reach out to so and so," and I was like, "What am I going to say to her?" And it was like, "Invite her to the Bible study." Mm-hmm. Why haven't I thought to invite this person mm-hmm. to Bible study? I see her all the time, but she's so busy, and then I'm busy, so we're just busy people, right? Like you don't think. And she was like, "I would love to. Thank you for inviting me." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, like you said, we have to, if there's a prompting, we have to act on it. And don't right. you kind of regret it after if you oh, don't? I've let down the Lord. I think that's I when I hate that feeling. Yeah. It's a hor- hard it's a horrible feeling. feeling. Later on, you're like, oh, yeah, that mm-hmm. happened because I didn't X, Y, Z, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So does that prompting also lead you to loving on your PTA people well? And kind of where does that spirit come from? Not come from because we know where it comes from. But how does, how do you not find time. What am I trying to say? How do you... What are you trying to say? I don't know. <laughs> you're very busy, but you're very yeah. intentional with your time and your energy. Yeah. So like you, yeah. wherever your kids are, you find that to be your ministry. Yes. Yeah. And when my um, oldest started elementary school, um, my thought was I want to pour into the te- to the teachers and the staff that are loving on my kid for eight hours a day. And so um, when I first started PTA, I was new, didn't really know any of the other moms on PTA and was a little bit fearful because a lot of them already had friendships within the group. Oh, they have cliques. Yeah. Oh, well. They have cliques. I mean, not in your school. I'm sure they don't in your school. <laughs> the ones I've been, I'm like, oh, there's that click over there. No. Well, yeah, but when you're the new person yes. coming in, absolutely, it is intimidating for sure. But um, so anyways, I just had to kind of put my fear aside and fear is something that I deal with and thinking, um, you know, what if somebody doesn't like me? What if I serve in this capacity, but maybe what if I mess up? And um, so that is something that I have really had to give over to the Lord throughout the years is not being afraid to put myself out there to serve others. And um, 2 Timothy 1.7 is a verse that I learned way back in high school, and it is one that I've always held dear to my heart. And anytime I start to feel, uh, just feel that spirit of fear, I think about 2 Timothy 1.7, and it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so when I am fearful, I just have to stop and think, this is not coming from my Heavenly Father. Mm. My Heavenly Father loves me. And he does not give us the spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. And so I have to take those thoughts captive to him. And he, have al- you struggled he always with that, helps. Though? Like, 
even as a little kid or did yes. it happen when you got, when you're single? Like, yes, for sure. Yeah. Just wanting to be, um, probably a people pleaser my whole life and just that firstborn. Mm-hmm. So high five. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all, all of us, all high of us, all of us firstborn. For wanting sure. to take care of others, yes. uh-huh. you know, my baby you sisters. Think as and, you get older, you think you've conquered that part. I think and sometimes sometimes it rears its ugly head in different ways and it surprises you like, oh, I didn't think I was as fearful about sure. this as mm-hmm. I now seem to still be. I mm-hmm. still have work to do. So then um, I because I've noticed this about you too. Chris and I were talking about it earlier, just that um, you build relationships where you are and you're so great about inviting people um, into your lives as a family, but then also to church and to Bible studies just witnessing well to others. So if someone's listening and they're identifying with what you're talking about, like the fear and anxiety mm-hmm. about doing that, what are some things like you would recommend personally? Like, hey, this is what has helped me grow close to the Lord in this area. This is what I've been praying about. Mm-hmm. This is how I move forward without letting that fear hold me back. Like, what would you tell them? Well, I'm just trying to think back um, to the people that we've especially on our sports teams, our boys sports teams that we've asked to church over the years. Um, it always seems that there will be a point to where maybe that particular family is just really on my heart, or maybe um, one of their kids is super on my mind. And mm-hmm. maybe I have one of my boys text their friend and say, hey, come to Wednesday night youth with us, or would you like to come to my small group on Sunday morning? But I think it's just taking action and following through, like what Christy said about her friend that she invited to Bible study this morning, just following through with a quick text message or um, just saying, hey, we would love for you guys to come to church with us sometimes. Um, It's a fearful thing, but it's amazing how receptive people are if you if you just ask. Mm-hmm. And especially if they're already on your heart, For there's a purpose for that too. I think sometimes the Lord just wants us to be brave and to follow through. So you're talking about a natural progression, though, in a friendship, though, too, right? Yes, for so- sure. It's just friendships that have been built over the years, and there's already a trust there. And um, the kids are friends and have spent time at, our home or the other family's home and or the ball field absolutely i call it the bleacher ministry like us moms have a bleacher ministry we're in the bleachers with the husbands with the kids with the other wives and it's the conversations that people are like oh like she's encouraging or they see something different right and your conversation takes a different yeah kind of totally like where it's wherever your kids are right Uh that can so be your ministry, whether it's PTA or sitting in the, all that time we spend sitting in the bleachers. Um, Which we love. Yes, we do love it. Um, Gosh, your light can shine so brightly. Mm -hmm. Um, So are you some of the, okay, so tell me what you guys are like as sports parents. I do yell and scream at my kids and the referees and the, uh, yes, I (laughs) scream at them. Scott gets really worked up. Football Kim comes out. Yes. Um, so does that games. seem to, does that help Do not you? convict us right now I'm on this, <laughs> what's going to happen. I feel like that's where you're headed. With. I'm actually not. Okay, I'm good. actually not. Okay, I'm going good. somewhere else with this. I might surprise you. <laughs> 
Um, so do you find that actually that helps you engage with those parents? Because For sure. They see that you're normal. That how crazy you are on the sidelines? <laughs> Absolutely. So my whole thought of, hey, it's not great to like cuss out the ref or whatever. Like we to don't get cuss that out the ref. <laughs> that is extreme. <laughs> It is extreme. Yell at the 15-year-old ref or whatever. Yeah, that's fine. I'll own that. Absolutely. Um, so kind of my thought has been through the years, and you're making me kind of reassess. You know, Christy has too. Christy's asked me to reassess this thought sometimes too. Has been that it's not maybe a good kind of witness to what it means to be a believer when our behavior on the sidelines of sporting events maybe is not, you know, is mm-hmm. different than what maybe is considered admirable as far as just kind of self-control for sure. lack of a better word. But what I'm hearing from you guys some is actually that's a part of culturally mm-hmm. there in that group. So well, it may not have a culture to witness that much that, right. as much as what right. I'm thinking. Yeah. So is that what you're saying too? You would say, Hey, yeah, we get, we yell with the best of them and absolutely. look at all these people we brought to church. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We, um, oh my goodness, probably my fondest memories, um, with raising these boys have been at their sporting events and watching them fail and watching them succeed yes. and wiping their tears as yes. we walk away from the ballpark sometimes and telling them attitude and effort, keep it up. You know? Um, yes. I think when you're out there cheering and that's showing, what it is showing frustration, sometimes yeah. it goes awry. When the time is right. <laughs> it's yeah. truly cheering. It is. It is. Um, but yeah, just, other other people see that there is something different about you, but then you're still completely normal. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. sure. So. And so, and your boys are baseball players. Were um, they other? Did foot, they football, football, too? football, baseball. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so, basketball. Oh, and basketball. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which ones. And then Christy, your soccer, soccer, basketball, basketball. No baseball. We tried no baseball. baseball. I had a kid that didn't was afraid of the ball, so that yeah. didn't work out well in yeah. baseball. So we don't play baseball anymore. But yeah, all the other ones: soccer, volleyball football and so the ministry area in that in that realm you would say i feel like too you've brought just as many people um created friendships and have had lots of your boys friends come to church and all that kind of stuff in your sporting world as you have in your school world oh for sure for sure i mean and a lot of these people are um friends uh that the boys do go to school with too but the relationships form from all the hours that you spend together at sporting events. Yeah. yeah. For so sure. it's a true, it's a true ministry. So now do you go watch all their practices and stuff too? Most you of the time. You do? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh, <laughs> as I'll be heading to baseball at four thirty today. So yes. That is so yeah. much time. It I is. Still. <laughs> it is. But it's a, it's good time to like, just to get caught up on emails or Bible yes, study yes, or, yeah, yep. yeah. Alone or just, time or too. just to sit and visit with the other yeah. parents that are yeah. there too. So, well, yeah, it is fun. I mean, it, that's, for, and you can see how people, when their kids decide they don't want to do a sport anymore. Oh, you lose your whole friend group. Sure. Your whole, yeah, you do. Yes. You lose your whole friend group. Yeah, sure. So you can sad. see how it is hard for mm-hmm. parents to let go of oh, that. Yeah. It can be yeah. hard for it yes. Because yeah, it's an absolutely. easy built-in group of friends that you see all the time. I do like, what about um, ministering to the kids' friends that come over? I find that so interesting. Like when they walk in the door mm-hmm. and that parents will, oh, sit, yeah. will make comments about like, oh, we'll let this kid go to this house, but we won't let him go to this house. Like. 
our house is like, oh, we'll let them come here, but they can't go there. Right. And I had one time one dad say, we know that God dwells in this house. And I was like, oh, gosh. Is it, I mean, <laughs> that's is that a good thing or is that pressure? <laughs> oh, my God. How do we handle that? We're like, okay, keep the yeah. yelling yeah. on the field, Christy. Keep the yelling right. on the field. Right. Well, he's more of a yeller than I am, so I'm fine with that. He won't, he won't get on me. But it's cool to see the kids come in. And so then the, now you're going, oh, this is awesome. So you, they played sports together. They come in and you're like, oh, they leave. And then you're like, hey, Andrew, or hey, Whit, we need to pray for him. Have you yeah. noticed this? Like he shared something with you that it just kind of went by and you didn't even notice. Well, yeah, mom, he's mentioned that before. And you're like, oh, let's add that to the prayer list. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure we're praying for our friends and caring for our friends mm-hmm. and teammates, which is super cool. Um, you yes. guys have a family verse, don't y'all? We do. What's y'all's family verse? Yeah, it's Colossians 3.22. Did you and Scott come up with this before the boys were born? When did this family <laughs> fruition? I know. Yeah. It's crazy you ask. Um, it okay. probably evolved through playing sports, actually. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's Colossians 3.22. And um, it says, whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord and not for men. So we've just tried to encourage the boys that whether it's academics whether it's sports, whatever you are doing, um, do it in such a way that you are doing it for the Lord and um, thinking about the bigger picture of what your impact can be rather than gaining approval from your teammates or anyone else. you got to do it for the Lord. So. That's hard. Yes, it is hard. It's hard if you have a people pleaser or you have mm-hmm. or boys. That's a hard one. Cause mm-hmm. So how do you yes. use your family verse? Well. You it, scream and point the finger at Well, the, <laughs> <laughs> remember, okay, sit down. It is time to repeat after me. Kind of a, well, I, just a funny story that's come into mind. Um, so my oldest is a freshman and he just started high school football, which he is just loving. And, um, before school started, we had a big potluck dinner with all the families. It was at the high school, and um, they brought in um, a guest speaker. He's the chaplain at TCU. Oh, go for it! And he, yeah, he was so he was so great and so fiery, and actually talked about the Lord um, in the high school cafeteria with mm. all the players. And um, so, anyways, the verse that he brought up that night was Colossians 3.22, and he talked about it. And so um, my oldest is kind of sitting to where I can see him, and he turns his head and, like, looks at me. He's <laughs> like, your mom and dad, y'all are cool. You picked out the same verse. This is awesome. And you're like, thank you, Lord. Yeah. So um, you sometimes you do wonder, is any of this soaking in? Yeah, but yeah. just that little moment of him turning and looking at me like okay maybe you do have a clue mom and dad mm-hmm. um it was it was cool mm-hmm. it was it was a cool little moment mm-hmm. so and it's cool that he looked at you and knew exactly what he was thinking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sweet. So sweet. that's so fun that is so fun so is there any um thinking about the friendships along the way that you've built and made and kind of working through your fear of engaging with people in meaningful mm-hmm. ways is there any like, thing that like sticks out like in your friendship with Amber or any of these other friends that you've, I feel like you have lifestyle evangelism just is something that's so important to you. Is there anything that sticks out? Are there any fearful moments that your fears came true when you lived like your, what do you call mm-hmm. it? Lifestyle evangelism. Evangelism. Like you've had fears of, oh, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. This is going to happen. 
and it did come true. <laughs> so that would be the bad um, side, I guess, but the fear coming out. I think we have to acknowledge that yeah. there's sometimes it does happen. Yeah. It does. And it's sure. not being afraid of it is how you recover your yeah. fear, right? From well, your you've got to go through it happen. to be like, okay, yeah, I can okay. recover. For sure. This. So, um, yes. So there's um, – we, we do have a, a sweet family that um, actually – and this is just a personal thing that um, – probably I need to reach out to this family. They, they, we had invited them to come to church and they came for a while and we haven't seen them here recently. And, you know, you do worry, um, sometimes I wonder what happened, you know, Mm -hmm. why they're not coming in anymore. And then you don't want to be too pushy, but, um, that is definitely actually something that I need to reach out to that family probably pretty soon and just see mm-hmm. how things are and encourage them maybe to come back. Or mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that's what has been hard over the last couple of years is yes. things have changed so much. Yes. And you feel fragmented, right? Sure. So, sure. so all of a sudden you look at yourself and go, people who I actually saw often and I took seeing them for granted, all right. of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute. Right. And what I happened, think, and you do worry about it. Yes. Right. And I think the tendency for things to be a little bit awkward, yeah. uh, um, the tendency is definitely there. Yes. But just keep loving these people well when you see them at sporting events mm-hmm. and asking them, how are things going? How are your kids doing in school? Mm-hmm. And just keep loving them well. And then there's a whole other part of that, too, that the Holy Spirit has to do his work, too. Um, but just keeping that friendship up and letting mm-hmm. them know that um, you're their friend, regardless if they're here every Sunday or not, mm-hmm. that you're there for them. And I think you bring up a really good point because what you're engaging, it's not about church attendance. Absolutely. In the end, it is about, right? I'm chuckling because I'm like, really? I mean, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. But I think we're in a culture or even a denomination that that is so stressed so much. Well, and I think it's it's hard because it's important, but it's important because we want to build relationships as a church body, and you can't do that the, if you're not here. Well, it's important right. for the business part, really. But it, but as far as just you're right, it's, it, that used to be how we measured success. Yes, and that I think would be the problem in like a cultural sense mm-hmm. of the church, and mm-hmm. I'm saying universal church, not just our church. But basing our success on primarily attendance, that is a problem because you're not necessarily caring who's here as long as the numbers are going up, right? And so for us to know who's here, we're realizing that matters because we care about the people. And if we don't see them, that means we don't know them. And if we don't know them, we can't care for them. We can't love them. Right. And so I think that's what you're saying. I mean, I like what you're saying because you're saying it is. it matters through the week how I take care of my friends, right. whether they're here on Sundays or right. not. And um, sometimes we can be so busy that, you know, somebody will pop into your mind. And I think right that second, stop and text them or yeah. call or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to train myself to be better in that way. And how do you get over the awkwardness? You just do it. Like Christy's really good at that. Like I would go back and go, okay, is it a timing rate? Is it not? Like I will overthink it if I'm not careful. Christy's right. just like, it pops in her head. I can tell by the <laughs> way she texts. I've done I mean, that. Like, you're like, 
Text uh-huh. you, like, I'm all over the place. Like, yes. I misspelled. Totally. And I don't edit. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care because I want to be like, I got to get this out exactly. now at the red light before the light turns green. Yes, right. That but I've done true. it enough to where I've missed it. And then I will hear a story. And you're going, I should have. And I'm have. like, I should have done it. Because that was that day that the Lord brought yes. your name to me. And then yes. I get mad mm-hmm. at myself. So it's happened enough to where I'm like, I don't care if you don't like misspelled words. Or you see my name, you know, I love you. I this feels awkward because I haven't talked to you here. If this may have happened, I'm just doing it because I'm supposed to. And I think. That's good. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't, if they think, think it's awkward, that's fine. Yeah. You don't, cause you, you can say, you can that. think of that. I don't think it's awkward. Yeah. I'd be so fun to get a text from someone I haven't heard from in so long. <laughs> I would never want to be like, Oh, now she finally decides to text. I'd be like, Oh my God, that's so great. They texted me. <laughs> <laughs> what other Bible verses come to mind when we asked you about all this good stuff, um, regarding Amber and evangelism and, Kind of just sharing your story of overcoming fear, things like that. What's what's something that you can encourage us with another Bible verse? Um, well, another another verse that is special to me is Ephesians four, two, and um, we I actually just talked to my oldest about this verse this week, but um, well, you got to explain. You got to go there. Yeah, about tell be- us a story. Um, bearing one another in love. Oh, so, so what does that look like for a freshman boy? What was? Well, oh, that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> Do any of us know? What yeah. does that look like? Let's for a learn from boy? Kim so I can oh. pass that on to my does sophomore Kim? boy I and don't freshman know. daughter. Sometimes he like looks what at, was his struggle or what was what was well, going on? So we're in the mornings. Um, he gets to go to school a little bit later this freshman year, which has been nice. Mm-hmm. And so he comes down for breakfast about eight o'clock and um I give him some time on his phone but um we do a little bit of Bible reading in the morning before he goes to school and I'm I'm not meaning a whole chapter like I'm talking like Like seven seven verses you know and Mm -hmm. we've started going through Ephesians and um so um I'll just say hey bud read Ephesians 1 verses one through 15 and like, tell me what you think, or tell me about something that sticks out to you. And so generally he'll, you know, he'll do it. Mm -hmm. And he's a good uh, boy. He's a sweet boy. He is. He's a sweetie. And, um, and then he'll tell me about a verse that he thought was cool. And that's, that's kind of the end of it. Mm -hmm. So, um, when we did Ephesians four, he didn't pick up on verse two, bearing one another in love, but, um, it was something that, was on my mind. And so I talked to him about it and I said, you know, there may be some, someone this week that you're going to have to bear in love. You know, there may be a friend that gets on your nerves this week and you're going to have to bear them in love. And that just doesn't mean, Hey, I'll put up with you because you're my friend. That means I'm going to put up with you because I love you and I value your friendship. And, um, so anyways, we talked a little bit about that and, what does that look like? Does that look like ignoring behaviors that get on your nerves? Does it look like giving space? Hey, hey, I like you a lot. I'm going to walk away for a minute. Like, I am curious. In in teen world, that mm-hmm. bearing in love part mm-hmm. well, can I, look hard, I think. Yeah, totally. I think for him, it's more probably getting frustrated, you know, and then having to take a break for a little bit. So but choosing then, to hold his words in, you think? Um. Or- no, 
It's the look on his face. It's yeah, yeah. It's probably the look on his face. So I have one of mine that's like that. Yeah. That bearing in love means you have got to practice what right. your face looks like. So she needs a better poker face. You said she, like you know exactly. Well, that's all you have at home right now is your girls. <laughs> what is a she? My son does not have that issue. <laughs> we all have our struggles. That's a part of parenting. Figuring that yeah, out. Yeah, but no, it's a like for sure. You know, for but another one that's not an issue for sure. right. Another one, it's the words are biting and cutting into the mm-hmm. point and wholly accurate, but man, they shoot like a dagger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, so yeah. it's like, I yeah. don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I think just um, the older the kids get, they kind of do start to understand the concept of grace, right? And how yeah. we can have grace for others because of what Jesus has so done for us. So that's what you talked The yeah. bearing with one another, that's how you explain right. it. Just having the grace, right. which means. Yes. How many times a day do we sin and our Heavenly Father forgives us every single time? You That's know? true. Um, so for that one time that your friend kind of maybe um, got on your nerves today, you you can overlook that mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. because of what Jesus has done for you every day. Mm-hmm. So I have a kid good. that gets real mad at teammates, and we've had to do the whole, what's going on in her life? Yeah. Sure. Like, why does she have such a short temper? Or why is this? And then... Kind of and digging in, digging deeper to like, like, oh, that person never usually does that. But why would she get mad at you today on the field? Well, I don't know, mom, but gosh, she did this and she did that. Whoa, time out. Let's figure out where she's coming from. Maybe she had a bad day. Maybe mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of gets into the bearing, like coming to coming where they're at, understanding where they're at and going, oh, yeah, your parents are going through a divorce. That's right. Oh, this is life is hard right now. Yeah. And you're taking it out on the field. And you're teaching so, your kids. That's where the gospel's really at right there. Is right. That? So, Andrew, something just coming to mind. So, um, this past summer, I was taking a bunch of boys home from strength and conditioning. And oh, your um, car was stinking. Oh, girl. <laughs> it um, God, it wasn't smell BO ever. smell. It um, was feet. sour. Yeah. It sour, was a yeah. sour smell. It was smell. like they haven't washed my car, their clothes. My car is never going to be the same no, after this not. summer. Never. <laughs> You can't get that oh, no, smell just out. Just wait till next summer. <laughs> no. okay. They're only getting a year older. Oh, right. <laughs> so bad. But anyways, um, oh my gosh. One of this um, sweet kiddos that was in my car, who can sometimes act like a knucklehead, right? Um, his parents are divorced, and he kind of made the comment, um, jokingly, you know, but he said, "Imagine having parents that love one another." And mm-hmm. so, anyways. Mm-hmm. When I dropped this kid off, um, I brought it up to my oldest and I said, what do you think about that statement? And he goes, it's sad, mom. Mm -hmm. And I go, yeah. So the next time he acts like a knucklehead and Mm -hmm. gets on your nerves, Mm -hmm. like bear him in love, brother, because he's gone through a lot. So have grace for him. Because this might be his only family, too. And if you can show love just here in this family that's a team, that might be the only love he ever And identifying that. I mean, we don't know what their what the situation is in a family. I mean, right? But identifying that you don't know the pain, you have not gone through the pain that someone's gone through. That's right. And and but it takes they that's not something I think that's so good that you're having those discussions with teenagers because even um, we were talking at our camp we had or that we've had with um, students and. They feel so intensely. Teenagers feel so intensely, but they feel so intensely about what happens to them. Mm-hmm. So, like, when it's happening to them, that's 
the, the feelings are just so big. Asking them to reflect on the feelings of others. It takes a real intentional, like, hey, move your head a right. little, you know, mm-hmm. on a swivel. Mm-hmm. Because the feelings for themselves are so intense, it's hard. you got to, like, swim out of those, you know, because you're living in them all the time. Yeah. And I feel like um, kiddos and teens that don't, they're, they're not able to do that as they grow up are the ones that struggle as adults. Sure. So, it like, with that concept, the empathy so I do think it's super important for us as adults to be helping them in their friendships and everything else mm-hmm. to get that. Um, because once they get older, it's going to be their poor spouse or friends or whoever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what those will be the ones that will be doing that. So what was his response when you, I'm curious, when you brought that up to him, you were telling him, how did he respond to you? Hey, love it well, brother, because you don't know the, you know, yeah. the pain. Um, I think he definitely... Um, has some more empathy for this kiddo for sure. Even after that small little comment, you know, in the car this summer, and we talked about that comment also that night at dinner around the dinner table. And so for, so little brother could hear and learn also because the younger ones learn so much from everything that the older ones go through. So, and we allow the younger one to be a part of almost every conversation that we have with the older one so that he can learn mm-hmm. hopefully. So, cause they're four years apart. Right? They're, they're three, two four, and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. Oh, two but, and a half. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. But I three they in were school. More. Three. Yeah. Oh, three in school. Yeah. yeah. I think it's so true. And it's so good for them to learn, which kind of stinks for the oldest because so, yeah, mm-hmm. we're like the kid, like the, mm-hmm. the, um, the trial kid, right? Mm-hmm. Like as parents, mm-hmm. We're trying everything out on our oldest, and then the others are like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because mm-hmm. they've learned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's such a good point. Yeah. <laughs> and that is a, that's a, They'll be close, though, mm-hmm. as brothers. Yes. Well, and I think yeah. they're close, too, because they're sharing their same struggles and trials together. Mm-hmm. For sure. And so they're seeing each other go through stuff, mm-hmm. and it's done at the dinner table. It's done in the car. It's done as a family unit versus off in their rooms where nobody yeah. knows what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. When appropriate, we always try to involve the younger kiddo so we always have to say we have little ears which means gentry's in the room we cannot talk about this right <laughs> now right. i know you have still got a little yes. yes but there's times i'm like she's got to hear it because i can't hold this in we've talked about this right now i cannot wait till <laughs> nine o'clock at night <laughs> to know <laughs> talk about this right now <laughs> so um back to just kind of more of the friendships that i was curious too about your um just and we had talked about amber and the mm-hmm. um kind of lifestyle that evangelism you chose and then also just um, the letter and everything but she becomes a believer after she coming does. to church, she does. which is amazing. And then Justin, her husband, becomes a believer yes. later mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot is a result of you inviting them here and then staying in their lives, too, through the week. And you and other ladies in her life, other women and other people praying for both of them. Um, as they've as their Christian walk has kind of progressed, um, how has your relationship changed since... She, as they're growing as believers and Amber's growing as a believer. Well, um, Justin, it, I mean, it, it has been so cool just to see how the Lord has grown both of them. Um, Justin will sometimes teach in our life group. Mm-hmm. And um, when Scott needs somebody to fill in for him. So 
That's amazing. It's amazing. It's really cool. It just gives me chills just sitting here thinking about it. And Amber, Amber cares for other people so deeply. Mm -hmm. She already had just the sweetest spirit about her, but she just cares for people on a completely different level. And, um, when I have been gone, if I've gone through anything that's been a little bit difficult, she is one that will always check in with me and just say, Hey, how are you? How so-and-so doing? Um, she's just been, um, a true friend to me and I just love her. And I'm so grateful that the Lord brought her into my life. And I know she's helped out with numerous ministries too here at the Mm -hmm. church. And, um, she with, hears a lot about yes. like, the um, Frisco family services yes. mm-hmm. and and the kiddos that feeding um, kids need, during the exactly, summer that need help just yes. with resources and food and everything. She is all yes. in in those ministries helping um, to get resources, like I said, right. to those families. And um, always just with the sweetest spirit. Oh, always. So and always. welcoming to others. Always so. has a sweet smile on her face. Yes, yes, <laughs> she does. Yeah. So you guys. Um, it's just interesting too to see everybody coalescing um, around these families word. that are coalescing, <laughs> coming around, <laughs> just providing the care, mm-hmm. you know, for these families and um, for people as they're growing in the Lord. What would you say your role? So we have life groups here. Mm-hmm. We call them at um, Frisco First. Other people call them other things. Um, what What is the role that? Because they're involved in your life group. They what are you're saying. So what mm-hmm. is the role your life group played? just in their spiritual journey, do you think? Oh, goodness. Um, I hope that more than anything, we've just been an encouragement. And um, as the letter that I wrote, Amber, um, I told her that life was not always going to be easy Mm. being a believer. And life hasn't always been the easiest for Amber and Justin. And... um, like my prayer is that our life group has been able just to kind of love them well through some hardships that they've gone through with losing a brother-in-law and, um, and having a brother-in-law right now, that's actually very sick. And so I hope that we've been able to love them well through everything. So, and even though they've gone through some difficult things since they both have become believers um, they've been steadfast and, um, they still have a heart to serve others and, um, they're, I just love them both so much. So, well, that's, it's sweet to hear that. And I, I hope people listening to, um, or if you're in a position like a Kim, like you are a Kim, to where you can give to others and reach out to others. I hope you do that. I hope you're, if you're in a position to where you feel like you are wanting someone to reach out to you, I hope you're in a position to be able to reach out to others. You can always email us too, mm-hmm. and we will um, do the best we can to help. But I think your friendships, your relationships just demonstrate too, there's a supernatural resource in the body of Christ. Yes. Right? So we've sure. got the Bible. We've got the Holy Spirit. For sure. Um there the is, church is a supernatural yes, resource. Too. There is nothing to me that is more comforting than knowing that you have believers who are your friends that you can reach out to and who will pray for you, who will check up on you. Um, and that's 
what I love most about the friendships that we've built here at First Frisco. Yeah, that's awesome. And watching your kids build those relationships now, it's been fun too. Yes, mm-hmm. it has been fun. Thank you, so Kim. Fun. Oh, this it's been fun. So fun. Thank you all for asking me. Yes. So was this as nerve-wracking as you were afraid of, or it was, were we okay? No, it was great. It okay, was good. just like sitting and having just a lunch conversation or just hanging out with girlfriends. It was oh, fun. Thank good. you so much. You're welcome. Well, we're glad you came. Mm-hmm. We're always excited when people say yes to us, when Christy mm-hmm. asks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. She said, here am I, Lord. Use yes. me. And he yes. said, okay, yeah. time for you to be on the podcast. Yes. Be used time here. Time to go. So, so yeah. Now, I would just, if there's one thing, I would just encourage anyone if something's been put on your heart like Mm -hmm. just don't be afraid just follow through and let the spirit the holy spirit do his work so Mm -hmm. amen that's good man that's a great way to close Mm -hmm. good job kim good word good word thank you so much well everyone that's it from noisy narratives today that's all from us until next time we hope you guys have a great week we'll talk to you later bye Sweet Amber, I'm so glad I have met you. You have such a kind heart, and I just love you to pieces. I know you have been wrestling and thinking about a relationship with Jesus for quite some time. I know you have many questions, and I even do too. I look forward to the day when I meet my sweet Savior, and all will be made clear. I do know this one thing. Belonging to Jesus is easy. So easy that even a child can know him as a Savior and friend. All we have to do is believe. Believe like a child, believe that Jesus is Savior, and that He alone can take your sins away. Just tell Him exactly this. After we trust, a new life begins in Him. Sometimes not always easy, and you will still have doubts. Being a believer in this life is simply putting all your doubts, worries, and cares in His hands and trusting Him to work in your life daily, weekly, monthly, and even over the years. And my sweet Amber, you will see him work in your life and in your family. There will be times you will be amazed at how real Jesus is. Things will happen and you will know it was him at work and you will still sometimes have times of doubt. This is normal. Keep pushing through and trusting in him, telling him all about it. It's a journey as a follower of Jesus, but he is there waiting for you to trust and believe. Isn't it amazing?